Hello, I'm Randy Andrews with Soundtrack Alley. Today, I'm interviewing Pat Irwin, uh, who recently composed the music to Dexter New Blood. Uh, Pat, I'd like to ask you, now, I know you probably have answered this many times before, but how did you get into composing music? I don't think I had much of a choice. Um, It was just something that I had to do. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what it involved. I just knew that I was going to do it. And um, I was living in Paris after college. I went to college in Iowa. And I lived in Paris for a, a year, a little under a year. And I was working with a composer there, a really major composer named John Cage. And he had was giving a com- composition workshop and I attended and it just became clear that this is what I wanted to do now the wrinkle was is I did it by joining a a rock and roll band and and coming back to New York City Um, and that's all I wanted to do and play in a rock and roll band play either CBGB's or Max's Kansas City but you know I got asked by a choreographer to write some music I did that. I did another piece for dance, and then I performed some music of my own. And um, I just learned and studied. I was hearing music. It's what I wanted to do. That's fantastic. So 
When working with guitar, what has been your experience with Sus as well as Philip Glass? Well, guitar, it, you know, I, I wanted to play guitar since the first time I saw the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And, you know, that, that looked like a good job to me. Um, it looked cool. It sounded cool. Um, I didn't know what it was, and my parents didn't particularly want me to have one. So I didn't get a guitar for a long time. Um, but then, uh, again, you know, I picked that up, and I just – working with Sus, it's pushing me to go back to playing – reevaluating some you know, some things that I've always wanted to do play more abstractly as well as some you know country influenced music which I just love and um sus has been a wonderful wonderful experience recording um and playing and performing and we're we've got a record coming out really soon um and I, I I love being pushed to play the guitar in different ways. Um, Philip Glass, that was a phenomenal experience. I had a band called the Ray Beats, which was two guy, three guys actually from um, the Contortions who were on the No New York record produced by Brian Eno. And so there was a per personal connection with Philip and one of the members of the band. And coincidentally, his studio was in the building I lived in, in uh, Tribeca on Franklin street. And uh, Philip, as far as I was concerned, was a major star, but he also wanted to do new things and he wanted to play in rock clubs and, we just got to talking and he wanted to produce the rabies. He had a sound man at the time. Um, I think they might still work together. Kurt Moncasey, who also had a personal connection to the drummer. And it was like, well, let's do something. And Philip, it was just fun, fun playing with loud electric guitars in a room with Philip Glass and a couple of his other musicians. He had never work with a guitar like that or played loud rock and roll and the first tune we played was a link ray song called jack the ripper which we ended up recording had to be such an amazing experience just working with him yes he was the first composer i uh, he, he well he's the first person i ever met and first composer i ever met who could write music out the way you and i sign our names oh nice yeah i mean he was fluent and he's a master and he's a innovator there's no one that's really fantastic. Uh, recently, uh, you did work for Dexter New Blood being released through Lakeshore Records. What has been your inspiration for writing the score? To the point, we knew we needed to have a new sound for Dexter. And one of the producers in particular wanted an ambient sound. And we just realized that it needed to be cold and solitary and austere and distant. And one of the inspirations was the soundtrack to Chernobyl. Um, another was the soundtrack to that uh, Trent Reznor did for The Social Network. Um, and some of the music that I love, more ambient music, Let's just say some of the the electronic music by um, uh, Brian Eno uh, and Robert Fripp on uh, uh, Evening Star. 
really good those are those are some good influences to be able to use for that score um how has your creative process worked with clyde phillips on the sound design as well as working with the music supervisor michael hill i've known michael hill for a long time we go back to the early days of me, both of us really being in New York City, we Michael was working at the New York Rocker, which was a, a like a small alternative independent rock fanzine. And um, he also wrote for the Soho Weekly News and the Village Voice, I believe. And um, so he was around. We 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 weren't friends but we were friendly Mm -hmm. and uh michael later went on to work at warner brothers where he was in the a and r department and he most notably was he signed the band called the replacements and um he started to work in film and i think the first film that he was ever a music supervisor on i scored um called uh Till Christmas was the original name, and then it got changed to Breathing Room. And um, then uh, a small independent feature. But um, Clyde, the first project I worked on with Clyde was Nurse Jackie, and Michael was the music supervisor. And when Clyde became, Clyde Phillips became the showrunner, um, Clyde was uh, looking to make a change in the music, and it was a tough decision. I mean, those composers that were had were originally writing the score are phenomenal, but he really wanted to make a change. So uh, it was Wendy and Lisa, and um, they had written the theme, which stayed the theme 
throughout. So I started to work with Clyde and we started to establish a vocabulary, just a working vocabulary. And we worked on Nurse Jackie for three years, I believe. And then there was another show called Feed the Beast. That was a, that was fun and unfortunately only lasted a year and not many people got to see it. And we, but we continued our, to develop our working process. So by the time we started Nurse uh, Dexter, we had kind of a groove going. That was pretty great. Not all great, but pretty great. The reason why it wasn't great is that there are three other producers on the show. Um, and some of the ways that we were working, which is all pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, didn't really work for Dexter. But it got cleared up quickly, and it wouldn't have been able to get cleared up if it wasn't for the relationship that Clyde and I had um, and his support. Uh, he, he's, he's got very definite music tastes, and it all that all carried over to Dexter. Um, but he's a big fan of the electric guitar and the guitar, and I thought I would be playing guitar on Dexter. Now, I ended up using guitar, but not the way I thought I would be using it. And uh, so that's uh, kind of a long-winded answer. But uh, And Clyde wanted the sound design to be a, a part of the score. He wanted the sound, and we, and we tried to do that with the sound of the snow, uh, footsteps in the snow and the wind. And I... I even wanted it to feel like like the sound of breathing when you're alone, um, and that and and I and I really really love working with Clyde.
so with with the original series just called Dexter, um, Daniel Lake composed the music for that series. Now, have you used uh, elements from that original score to create your own palette of new sounds for this miniseries? Yeah, he... I mean, it was a very distinctive theme, that blood theme, as it's called. And we knew we wanted to acknowledge that theme. I mean, this is a show, a character with a past. And there's a musical past, and we wanted to acknowledge it. And I wanted to be able to allude to that music without directly quoting it. Sometimes I did play that melody but not on the violin like he like daniel lick did i mean the, the original score is beautiful it's fantastic it's bone chilling and i i learned a lot but we just knew we didn't want to do that we wanted to do something else and acknowledge that music but make it our own
Definitely. That's really good. So looking back on your career, how has the influence of working with, say, the B-52s helped in forming your unique sound that you've developed for film as well as television? This question was was fun um, because it's not something I really think about too much, but it, it was it's there. The, the B-52s have a really unique way of working. They have a unique sound. They work hard and they have so much goodwill with the audience. Their fans love those songs. They love Rock Lobster. They know they're going to hear Rock Lobster and they Planet Claire. And let me tell you, those songs are fun to play when there's a stadium full of people cheering along with you. I mean, this is not a conventional rock and roll band. And I don't think I want to be in a conventional rock and roll band. I want to be in the, uh, you know, I love the B-52s. And so I think what influenced me the most was just their sort of positive outlook on creating music, you know, just go for it. And uh, it stuck with me. That's excellent. That's really great. Um, when you think about creating new music and, and a different sound for different palettes of either television or film, what can you tell me about working on bringing back the music for the 90s Rocco's Modern Life Static Shock? Yeah. Um, the, the, that movie, the Rocco movie, which is, uh, by the way, I'm sorry, but I might as well correct it. It's called Static Cling. Oh, so Static you, Cling. I apologize. That's so me. You, I should have caught that, but if you want to repeat that, that's okay by me. But um, it, um, well, first of all, I got to bring the band back. We had a cool band when we did that score. I mean, the coolest band. You wouldn't believe that band for the original cartoon. Uh, Kevin Norton on drums, Dave Hofstra on bass, Rob DeBellis on woodwinds, the one and only Art Barron on trombone. And um, these are all masterful musicians. Uh, I can tell you what they do and who they've played with, and it would just blow your mind. Um, they're not household names, but there's the, some of the best musicians I've ever worked with. And I got to bring them back along with another drummer that I've uh, played with named Dan Reeser. I think I also used a vibraphone player, uh, Tom Beckham, other guys that I've met after through the years. I think that's it. Um, but we just wanted to bring back the band and, you know, we created a real sound together and this crazy hybrid of off the hook rock and roll mixed with some jazz vocabulary. I wouldn't call it jazz music, but <laughs> that, that, that vocabulary and Rocco is such a unique so much fun the character is so fun and hilarious and so just to bring it back was was a real treat
Yeah, I I've just started watching that that movie and I always appreciated the original show when it was on. Mm. So uh, hearing your music and uh, learning how uh, how that came to be, that's pretty awesome. Um, so earlier you had mentioned about uh, working with Clyde Phillips on Nurse Jackie. How did your music change with doing that music? Well, I mean, Nurse Jackie was had a just completely unique sensibility that would would it was you know balance the humor and this dark she's a drug addict and mm-hmm. it's got humor what's funny about that about being a drug addict and and it just had a very unique tone and um I, I just needed to thread the needle between, you know, staying away from the comedy or underscoring the comedy to underscoring the drama. Mm-hmm. The time, I mean, I would, I, it's hard to even call it comedy. It's like the funny, the funny bits, you know, I just would stay away from them, but underscore the drama as her life kind of unfolds. She's an incredible actress, Edie Falco, and, and it's a great character. Um, and so I, I, I found like, I, I wanted to make the music more intimate and I wanted to make the guitar a little bit more, um, Clyde Phillips. The only first thing he said to me was, it's gotta be guitar. And of course I'm like, well, why? Um, and he just wanted to hear that sound for this character. And it it took a couple episodes, I think, to, to get there, Mm -hmm. but, I wanted it to be an electric guitar played very intimately. Um, and that's, that's where I took it. That's fantastic. That's really good. Cool. Um, so what projects are you currently working on that you can tell me about? Well, I have a band called Sus, S-U-S-S. And um, we've got an EP in the works and an LP in the works. And um, we're also recording new material. So we have an album coming out uh, in, in a couple of weeks. And um, it's actually, um, the release date is Friday. We just changed it because, but it's December 2nd, Friday. And, uh, but before that, there will be uh, um, some more releases. And uh, so I'm working on Sus. We've got a new record coming out. And then putting this uh, soundtrack release together for Dexter was, was, a, was a piece of work. I, I was going to say, I didn't just take exact pieces. Sometimes I did. You know, there's complete pieces from the show on the soundtrack release. And others are put together out of two or three pieces to bring you really into the whole show uh, to experience the show through the music. That's what I was hoping the soundtrack would be. Nice. That's excellent. So where can people find you? I have a website, which is www.patirwinmusic.com. And I think you can contact me through there. Um, Also, I have uh, an Instagram page, which is Pat Irwin, at Pat Irwin Music, and I'm on Facebook. Uh, and also Susband is it the website for Sus, www.susband.com. Very nice. Yeah, I wondered where, uh, like, people that, that are going to hear this will be able to um see where your other music with sus has it has dropped or where they can find it and do you have any um like pre-release pictures that are soon to go up for your ep going up in december no we're about to do, we're, we're about we're just putting the finishing touches on a little video for the first the ep release that i mentioned 
Um, and we're getting that ready now. And we'll start sharing the album art. Um, and uh, Sus is also on Bandcamp. I think it's, you know, you can just go to Bandcamp and put in Sus and you'll see it. And um, and we'll start, I'll start posting some pictures of, I've already done a little bit, but we'll post more pictures of us recording the record and putting it together. Ah, that's, that's fantastic. Um, Pat, this has been a real joy to be able to uh, interview you for this new album for uh, Dexter New Blood that the soundtrack gets released pretty soon, yeah. doesn't it? October um, 28th. Yeah, that's that's the end of this month. It's a spooky so. season. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be great. And uh, yeah, it's just been a real joy to be able to uh, learn a little bit on your background and working with the B-52s and everything and even Philip Glass. That's been, that. it's just been a really nice experience talking to you. I appreciate that. It's, and likewise, thanks for having me.
Thank you for listening to Soundtrack Alley. If you are an Apple podcast, please give the show a five-star rating. Check out the content over at SoundtrackAlley.com, as well as Cinematic Sound Radio, where most of my new material is posted. If you have a comment, question, or concern, please email me at SoundtrackAlley at gmail.com. 